Gundam style. I <laughs> stuttered so bad. It's like your own body was holding you back from saying it. It's because I feel like I'm saying I'm like the person, you know, the Oprah. Did you, you know, about Oprah Romney style or whatever? It's just like if you're saying it without being sigh, you just sound wrong. You just sound, it's like there's too many layers of irony surrounding it. Yeah. Like, you can't say it without, like, getting f- your brain flooded with images of Opa Homeless style. Yeah. Um, well, hey, welcome back, Opa, Opa Gundam style. Welcome back to WoW. Cool robot. A show. How was your week, Morg? A show. <laughs> A show. Uh, it's good. My week has been, you know, still working, still doing it. Despite still. everything, I'm still me. Um, ah, hmm. Hmm. Despite robot wars, I'm still me. Now, what if Metaton had to fight a war? Oh, no. I don't think he would. He's... I think he would say, no, I won't do this, actually. Yeah, no. Don't make him fight. Don't make don't him make... fight. That's a, th- a big theme of this episode, these episodes today, don't make them fight. Don't make them fight. Don't make them fight. Um, Metaton, uh, fucking, uh, I, I changed my Animal Crossing theme to be a Metaton song, so that's fun. Is it, is it the, death? is it Death by Glam yeah. or is it the other one? It's Death oh, by Glam. That's, that's maybe my favorite Undertale song. Yeah, that's a good one. The other one you're thinking was Metal Crusher, probably. Thank you. Thank you, yeah. Um, I know the names of most of that soundtrack. But not all. Because everyone that came to my town didn't recognize that I was trying to rickroll them, so I gave up. Oh my god. Yeah. Ah, so so you did give them up. You did let them down. Yeah, I did. <laughs> um well, <laughs> shall we talk about our latest batch of episodes of Meta Mo- I almost said Metal Suit Gundam. Mobile Suit Gundam. Metal Ton Gundam. Metaton Gundam. Um, yes, so. So. I believe the first episode is called The Core Fighter's Escape. It sure is. You get a lot of, we get some jet content in this one. Uh, yeah, and Amaro's flying a jet instead of Gundam. Yeah, I always forget that the core fighter is just a Gundam torso that's, like, unfolded. Yeah, that's very weird. I didn't really register it until they, like, did the Gundam. Until you, like, show it. I yeah. remember, like, they show it They show it in the, the title, like, the theme song. And they definitely showed it earlier on. But So it's, like, it's like a modular sort of thing, which is kind of a cool idea. The theme song's real good, but I skipped it this time because I wanted to get to the meat of it, so... Yeah, I'm like I'm we're we're like we're in it now. Like things are happening. Um so so yeah, we see white place white white blaze. We see white blaze flying around. Um we see Sela and the rest of the teens taking care of all the olds on the ship. Oh man, Haro. the olds fucking go crazy oh, this episode, let me tell you. It is 
it's an octogenarian's world and we're just living in it. It's true. Um, they're, they're still like on the run from Xeon since they're still in like Xeon airspace. Um, and they're like, well, we can't go into orbit to escape and go like a different part of Earth. We don't have enough power for that. So they're putting their brains together and they're going to say, hey, why don't we just like route power only to the catapult to launch Core Fighter out? And maybe Core Fighter can like run ahead to HQ and request support. Yeah. A decent plan. A decent plan, but there's some kinks in the way. Uh, there's some, there's some kinks. Uh, we see Garma and his boyfriend Char checking out the Gundam specs. Uh, yeah, they're just like, damn, Gundam's fucking wild. Why is this Gundam so fucking wild? Uh, they, they, this they feel the same way about this robot as like Kaiba does with Obelisk. Oh like, yeah. It's like they both love it and they both hate it. They, they, they like, it's a very cool robot, but it's also just like, uh, it's like a little too much to handle. Yeah, they're like slightly less uh, Kaiba, though. You know, they're slightly yeah, less fucking yeah, that's a, wild. Yeah, that's a level that like nobody can attain. Yeah, no. Um, He's a very special boy. Um, The old uh, people are like, damn, I want to land. Uh, I, I hate them so much. I can't believe this uh, ageist show. <laughs> no. Uh, oh my god. It's <laughs> fucking making me hate some old people. It's no, like... but like, I get it. Like, okay. So, yes. Uh, the old people, the, the, the elderly, uh, they the want to land. They, they're like, okay, well, let's make a plan to uh, get uh, people to listen to us and let's fucking take the children hostage? So, yeah, that's the little, fun. Like, the, the babby, they take the babby trio. They take the, like, yeah, the young the young trio that I never remember the names of that always are, it like, is. helping out or whining. Yeah. It's it's Cats, Let's, and Kika. Thank you. I got, like, most of the other characters down, I, but them, I'm just like, uh, baby trio. <laughs> yep. I mean, like, their names aren't really that important. Um, but we find out not only do they have the baby trio ha- captive, but Frau Bo is like, damn, I feel bad for these kids. Take me captive, too, so I can at least take care of the kids. Yeah, and, uh, like, Amaro's being told this by, uh, uh, who tells him? Oh, it doesn't matter. Someone tells it, him. It, 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 I think it's Mira. It's someone through, like, the ship's, like, telecoms thing, I think. Um, and he has to, like, kind of ignore it in order to like get information about like actually piloting the core fighter. Yeah. And they're like, what the fuck? Why don't you care about your friend? And it's like, dude, I'm busy. Yeah. Amru, he says like, like I trust you guys. Like she's say like a uh, Frau's not a babby. The babbies are babby. Frau's not a babby. You can like, she'll take care of herself. You'll take care of her. I got to fly this cool jet. See ya. He's right. <laughs> Amro out. Um, and Kai is a fuck. Oh, God. Kai is just straight nasty in these episodes. He sucks so much, dude. He's so rude. He's like, uh, bye, Amro. You're probably going to get shot at. It's like, yeah, everyone just like starts calling him a loser and a coward. And he's all like d- warning Amro about like shit that he knows about already. It's like, dude, Amro's like been in the field more than you. Like, yeah, no offense. Kai- I th- Kai's been in like the gun tank one time, and I think that was it. Yeah. 
like Kai Kai definitely has like this like snake energy where he's just like he's part of the main crew, but he's just like so sneaky and like always tries to get out of doing stuff. I don't care for him one bit. And see, like I'm someone who likes a bastard and an anti-hero, but he was just frustrating me too much. Yeah. There's like a difference, you know? Right. Yeah. He, he's on the other side of the line for that one. Uh, I'm actually like very curious, like if he has some kind of like redemption, redemption and or if he doesn't, I want to know like the people who like him. Like, I want to know why. But I'm also yeah. like, hmm. Yeah, we're we're on we're on Kai Watch 2020. Send us your Kai takes. Uh, we gotta know. We gotta figure this fool out. Gotta figure him out. Um, but Char figures these fools out because he he and his Zeon folk are like, hey, they're gonna launch something at that white base. We gotta go intercept it. So they go in like one of the um, reentry shuttles for whatever reason. It's not like a real fighter, but it's like. Char and someone else are just, like, going to take it. I love that Char is always going out in the field because he just, like, wants to get rid of these stupid Earth Federation people so badly. He just really wants to go all the time. Char is just on. He's just on 24-7. He's like, where's Amuro? Take me to him. (laughs) Um, Garma's probably really jealous about their relationship. Probably a little. But, um... So yeah, he, he he's he's like runs off to try and intercept the core fighter. We get to see a little shot of Garma twirling his hair and his fingers and saying Char hasn't changed a bit. Yeah. I, <laughs> they're they're boyfriends. They're boyfriends. Um Oh man. No, it it, it they're boyfriends, but there's no relationship with Amro because he's only a child. He's a baby. Yeah. I constantly yeah, no. forget he's baby. He's baby. They're like fifteen. I think like Char. I think Char and Garma are probably also teens. I assumed like seventeen, eighteen, maybe. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's like they they're in love. We love them. They're in love. Like these, they're bickering. These Zeon boys. <laughs> a lovers. A lovers quarrel. Lots of quarreling. Uh, um, speaking of quarreling, is this some hostage stuff still happening? Like. The yeah, so Bright's like, is this? Sorry, I'm getting my scenes mixed up because I'm just mm-hmm. like all these old people just like moving around. Like I don't remember if this is in the bridge <laughs> or if it's like no. This is this is before then. This, this is, is okay. when he like has all the guns trained out on. Yeah, so that's a lot. But um, they're like trying to get the kids away from the old people who took them hostage. And mm-hmm. the old people are all like, we had to take them hostage in order for you guys to listen to us. Um, and, they, and they like just reiterate, we want to go to Earth. It's like, it's all like they we say know. is how badly. Yeah, they don't say anything new. They don't give us new information. All they're doing is just like, please take us to Earth. The Sizzler is, is having a sale. <laughs> you don't buy things at a Sizzler. I like. Well, I tried to go old. My mind just like couldn't. I couldn't get what there. What the fuck is a Sizzler, dude? It's like a buffet for old people, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I don't think we have those here. Please let me go to Earth. It's bingo night. Let me go to the old country buffet. <laughs> Jeopardy's almost on. <laughs> Jeopardy's not an old person show. I watch Jeopardy. It's good. But they're... Man, they're, they're just like frustrating because it's like, yes, they know you want to be like 
landed and on Earth, yeah, but it's just like, clam down. do you want to be in Xeon territory? And uh, yeah, spoilers, clam, they clam, do. Think about this. Oh, think about this for three seconds, people. <laughs> spoilers, they do want to be in Xeon territory. Yeah, really. Um, so we, we cut to the launch of Amaro and the core fighter. And like <laughs> he mentions earlier, they're like, do you have an experience with this jet? And he's like, uh, in the simulations. And they say, good enough. And they launch him and he just immediately passes out. Yeah. He passes out. I was like, did he fall asleep? I mean, I was like, what the fuck did he yeah, like all, all I the G's sure if he fell asleep or if he was knocked out by the G's, it was kind of, a, especially cause he talks about how tired he is in later episodes. But, um, yeah, he, he just has narcolepsy. Hey, he can handle the G's just fine. He was just really, really sleepy. I don't know. It's just like <laughs> this is what I will choose to believe. Ryu or whatever, like didn't have a lot of experience and didn't get knocked out. Yeah, well, I mean, Ryu. Look, Amuro has to fill the quota of like not doing so hot these days, Chief. True. No, no one, no one else is like on his level. So, Amuro's launched. We see, like, the Xeon ships are starting to, like, shoot at him. So, um, White Base is, like, going to try and fire missiles back at uh, the Xeon ships. But there's too many Minovsky particles in the atmosphere. So, they, like, are at 30% tracking capability or what have you. Yeah. So, it's just, like, everyone, everyone's just shooting, like, without any care for the world. They're just, like, firing missiles because it's cool. And they like to do it. They're, yeah. And they're, like, trying to distract him or something. I don't know. Yeah, and like Amaro finally wakes up and all this, and he's like, "Oh, oh, Char's here! I'm gonna get his ass!" Like immediately forgetting the mission. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of for what he has to do. Maybe not exactly, but like it's 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 a sub goal. Yeah. Okay. When's the part where Bright punches Kai? Because that's good. Um, I mean, it's bad, but it's good. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. So 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 Amaro like. They order Amro to leave, like, go back to white base because he's not going to do well in combat. And then we cut to the bridge, and Kai is still being an asshole. And Bright just, like, decks him, and he, like, flies across the floor. It's so funny. It's so funny. Dude, Kai sucks. He, get it. he had it coming. I want to get it, see him get punched again. Honestly, I was like, man, am I supposed to be rooting for him to get punched? Probably. but I'm afraid that, like... I mean, this is probably not going to happen, but, like, what if Kai is just, like, so sick of having to be nice that he just joins Xeon? Oh, no! I mean, I, I really, I don't know. I, like, I, I, I do not know what happens, but, like, I would not be surprised if Kai was like, I'm evil now, bye. But it's like, dude, you're going to have to put yourself in danger regardless of what side you're on. Yeah, hmm, I wonder if that's a theme. Probably <laughs> not. Nah. It's probably, it's probably nothing. It's probably nothing. And, like... And after Bright punches him, he threatens. He's like, "If you do this again, I'm gonna dump you out in the airlock." <laughs> yeah. He's like, "I'm gonna make you leave this ship. I don't care if we're in space when we do it." Yeah, it was good. Uh, it's good. Bright's my friend now. I Bright might be my favorite character of the show. He's really really cool. And then they're like, "Okay, so I guess we kind of need Gundam, actually, mm-hmm. not core fighter, fighter, flyer, fighter, whatever the fuck it's called." But Amara's like, aerial battle, but Gundam isn't a ground combat weapon. But uh, so I kept spelling aerial wrong. So I was like, aerial, but Gundam is a sans comic weapon. <laughs> Gundam uses impact font. Uh, aerial, but Gundam isn't a fish. So there you go. 
that's my joke for the day. Pretty good. I'm out of like jokes. It. That's it. No more humor. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. everyone. <laughs> um. So like he's like he he he's in the he, in the core fighter. It folds back up. It becomes Gundam's belly button. We get like a pretty cool inspirational speech from Sela because like he's like I'm like I'm still not that experienced, and she's like. Who cares? No one's experienced. No one's fighting with much certainty. But, like, you're talented. Everyone believes in you. Go get him, Tiger. Hell yeah. I like Sayla. Sayla's cool. She's probably not an important character. No, but I like her. And there's some, like, hints of maybe being important. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, like, it's very, very subtle, you see. Yeah, but I, I don't know. It's more... She's more... She's more like a character, probably, to give char some like complexity yeah i'm yeah which is annoying and very common in media yeah i don't want complexity in these shows i want to see the robot (laughs) i meant more like using women as like a way to make the men more complex but yeah that too no i mean i don't know i mean and then like goose aside i feel like they'll probably do a lot more with sailor later on just because like you know, they foreshadow a lot in the very first episode, so it's, like, clearly something's <laughs> going to go on with her. True, true. Um, so Sayla gives a speech. She is really cool. She holds a gun. We get it. Yeah. A, and she holds a gun, and Amuro holds a Gundam. And we get a very, very funny scene of, like, so, like, they're flying through the atmosphere, right? Amuro basically is in the Gundam now. He peeks out of, like, the, the landing bay and, like, starts firing pot shots out of it while he's, like, sort of hunkered down, like, peeking around the corner. Yeah. Um, he's, he's, he's shooting Char's like I have an idea I'm gonna jump out of the Musai with my Zaku and he does and he does it Um, the scary music around this part is fucking good as hell I, I, I don't know if it plays Gallant Char in this part but it plays it like in all three ep- it's played it in like literally every episode we've seen so far it's like, the, like the, when the trumpets go like yeah but that's not the part I'm talking about I do love music? that okay. part it's like scary music it's like 18 minutes in I don't know alright I'll have to check that out um, the music in the show is very good I like it it's very like trumpet heavy it's very groovy yeah um so, Amaru's like, well, if he's going to jump out in the Zaku, I got to jump out in my gun. And he does. And he has like a minute and like something to, before he a hits minute the 20, ground. yeah. And no pressure. <laughs> Char, Char says, what they call free fall on Earth isn't as free as the name suggests. What do you mean, bro? Damn. Makes like, you think. I mean, <laughs> Char's like just trying to sound cool at this point. He just wants to own, he, he wants to own Amaru in every way possible. Um, so this is the part with, we have the old people on the bridge. Yeah. The old people sit down cause they're protesting. They're doing a sit in. They're doing a sit in. They're protesting on the bridge. They're like, take us to fucking earth. Now. I don't care. I don't care that we're in Xeon territory. Fuck you. Take us to earth. It- and they're like, um, I guess. So... Is it like, can you not look outside right now and see the the Xeon commander skydiving in his big red robot? Yeah. The red comet is literally 50 feet away in the air, and you want to go out? Okay, do it. I dare you. All right, fine. <laughs> we'll open the airlock. Um, so this part I think I got confused by. I think, like, 
So we see Char land on the ground. He, like, fires his thrusters to sort of slow his descent. But then we see Amuro climb back into White Base. So, like, did White Base, like, descend with Amuro so he would be able to just, like, sort of float back in before he hit the ground? I have no idea what happened here. I'm not sure what happened there either. Um, Because this is, like, before the jumping and stuff. That was... That's in, like, the next episode, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. so it's like, I don't know. It doesn't really... I'd like to... Yeah, who knows? I'm not um, sure. I'm, I'm. It might have just been like, let's reuse some animation. It's fine. <laughs> probably. It's no, fine. No one will. No one will make a podcast about this and scrutinize it. Yeah. Who? What kind of person would do such a thing? Fucking um, freaks. <laughs> so Char is having a normal one now. Yeah, he's like, uh, so the Gundam is modular type with a fighter at its core. And it fucking changes based on the situation that it's put in. And Char, like, is just, like, the whole screen goes, like, blue shifted. And there's, like, the scary, spooky, like, blue background. Char's like, what the fuck, dude? He's like, what kind of fucking monstrosity are we fighting? It's like, What's I mean, that, yeah, Char is, like, very afraid of this. Like, I, I just, I don't know. It's very funny. I know we get more backstory on, like, how scary Gundam actually is, like, in different series, I think. But oh, it's just do like, uh, I mean, I know, see, I know very little about Gundam, but I do know that at one point, Amuro gets the nickname White Devil. Oh. So. Interesting. And, I, and I'm sure that, I'm sure that main, name is meaningless. I'm sure it means nothing. <laughs> um, you know, the, the thing with the horns, the white thing hmm. with the, 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 the Horns on its head? It's probably fine. It's just a, it's just a cool robot, you see. That's all it is. So Char's like, alright, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna like come back to Xeon. Like, I don't wanna mess with these guys anymore. So now, like, once again, the 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 seniors are at it again, and they're like demanding to be let off in Xeon territory. Bright's like, please calm down. We're like we're like Federation territory is a stone's throw away. And, like, one of them says, who's going to guarantee our safety? It's like, what have we been doing the entire time? I mean, I get it, kind of. Like, you know, because of how the show is framed, it's like, we're going to take Bright's side. But um, at the same time, it's like, you know, if... If I was put in a situation and I didn't know what was going on, I'd be like, hey, uh, when are we landing? Am I going to go home? Like, Like, I would like to think I'm maybe a little more with it that I would know mm -hmm. it's unsafe. But right, yeah, it's it's like I I get the point they're making. And like, I, I empathize with them because like, yeah, they're like probably scared for their lives right now. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I have the wherewithal to be look around and be like, okay, we are in an active war zone. Like, maybe leaving right this moment is not the best course of action, maybe? Yeah, these stubborn older people, unfortunately, are, feel very, like, real to life, especially right now. Yeah. Oh, maybe. As, Currently. Especially in 2020. Oof. <laughs> ooh. Ow. Oof. I, like, wrote a uh, bad note about that, and I was like, no. Nah. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to talk about this. Not for the funny comedy podcast. Not for the funny. Um, Not for the funny then, like, comedy podcast where we talk about war and the yeah. terrors of war <laughs> and a cool robot. It's extremely funny. Ah! 
<laughs> uh, we get a line from them saying, how could a child know how the old feel? When, like, Amuro comes back in and starts snapping at them. And he's like, you are so selfish right now. Like, we are risking our lives to try and save you. And they're like, but I want to go to Wendy's. <laughs> I want to dip my fries in the Frosty. I want to get an egg cream at the diner. I'm turning into, like, a half-life scientist. Hello, Gordon. <laughs> I want to uh, see my little boy. Here he comes. Here he comes. I, yeah, I mean, actually, food, though, is actually, like, something that keeps coming up. So. Yeah. Interesting that, uh. Hmm. It's as if the writers know what they're writing about. Maybe. I'm thinking about it. Um, so that's the episode. Um, I got nothing else for that one, do you? No. Because cool. I want to lead into the, like, the next episode yeah. because the, the food stuff is in it. No, that's the third <sighs> episode. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm so, being curious. <laughs> ep- ep- episode eight, uh, George R.R. R. Martin's Winds of War. God damn it. Um, um, There's not enough death for it to be by him. Ha ha. JK, owned. So, White, White Base, once again, I feel like every single episode just starts with White Base doing something funny. Like, they're flying through mountains. They, like, keep on bumping into rocks and stuff. Yeah, because we... they're, like, trying to use the mountains as, like, a way to, like, hide themselves by using these bullshit particles that they keep talking about and, like, barely explaining. Minops, yeah. particles. Um... Mm-hmm. To hide them from radar because they like bounce off the mountains or some shit. And I'm like, damn, I wouldn't know shit about fuck about these particles if I didn't listen to like a few episodes of Partisan. Like, <laughs> they do not explain. And only, no. like, it, I mean, they kind of are the bullshit part. Like, they kind of are that. Like, that is. is they're the, yeah, they're, they're plot particles. They're plot particles. But it's still just like, I would be scratching my head a lot more. I'd be like, what the right, fuck? Right, yeah. Uh, so we see there's like a, a crying kid and his mom who like, you know, he's not having a good time because it's being jostled so much. And this kid is named Coley. And he's just like the kid and mom are sort of our like main characters in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Pit- it's like, what, what, what does Amaro say to Sela when he sees the kid crying? He's just like, are all mothers like that? And I was like, oh, on Mother's Day, so we're recording on Mother's Day, also. Mm-hmm. So that's fun. It's topical, And it was like, see. guess Amaro hasn't seen or known his mother for a long right, time. Yeah. And yeah. so that's fun. Good stuff. Yeah. Oof, owie. Um, so yeah, we, at this point we learn... Like the the mountains, like they're in this canyon, which is bouncing off the Minovsky particles. Um, and in the show, they call it the Great Canyon. Yep. Um, they sure do. But, but you in modern day of uh, the world might know it as the Grand Canyon because they're in the Grand Canyon. Yeah, I looked it up, and like at least according to the Gundam Wiki, like they're in the Grand Canyon. So we're we're hanging out in Arizona. We get our favorite character, the old people, once again. They're like, please let us off. And Bright is like, oh my god, fine. If you will shut up for like one minute, we will try and figure out a way to get you off this stupid ship. 
Um, and he's like, how about a ceasefire with Zeon? That'll surely work. And it kind of does. <laughs> and it actually does. Because Bright is the best character in the show. Yeah. Yeah. They they like the one of the the mom shows up again with her son and she's like, We wanna see like his father's hometown. Uh it's like, you know, it's important to us. We're on Earth. We gotta like, you know, we're earthlings, we don't belong in space in a weird horse ship. But yeah, Zeon is like, Yeah, we'll do a ceasefire, sure. They're like fine, civilians, I guess, are fine, whatever. Um fucking I like forgot to take notes while they were doing this, but they like had made a plan uh with like so they were like, okay, we're going to, like, put the people down and we're going to, like, sneak some soldiers onto this ship and a Gundam. Yeah. And we're going to, like, pretend that the ship is falling. They, like, blow a hole in it and, like, put some fake smoke out of it while it's flying. Makes it look damaged. <laughs> so they, like, emergency land, quote unquote. And, mm -hmm. um, Char's, like, sus, and rightfully yeah, he, so. Yeah, he's thinking. He's like, hmm, Garma I think I'm being like, paranoid. Yeah, Char's like, I guess I'm paranoid, I don't know, fine, whatever. Um, and they do it, they land. While they're landing, there's this one part I wanted to mention that, like, I was like, wow, this is actually, like, kind of a really cool scene. Um, we, so we, we see Amaro and Frau and a couple of the other main characters in, like, the, the cargo hold of the, like, the, re the refugee ship. Yeah. And Frau waves and, and Amaro's like, don't do that. Like, don't draw attention. But then, like, it, cut, it pans over. We see Coley, the little kid waving. And, like, at this point, there's a Xeon sort of, like, shuttle ship, like, escorting them. And the Xeon soldiers are like, hey, the kid's waving. Let's wave back. And I'm like, they're 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 humanizing the enemy. They're like, these Xeon soldiers are like not, you know, faceless goons. They're just like people. It's like, huh, this is like pretty, pretty cool, actually. Yeah. And they're like, they like continue to be people throughout the episode, too. Yeah, I, oh, this, like, I really... Oh, I really like these episodes because of these guys. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, they, they land the shuttle, make it look like an emergency landing, like using smoke bombs and whatnot. And the refugees are, like, on this little boat. And then we see F Frau and two of the other characters get jetpacks and, like, start flying back to um, the main ship. So the shuttle starts following them. But as as they're flying off, they sort of notice that the mom and the kid are going a different direction than the other refugees. Like, they're going to go to St. Angus, Angus, yeah, um, which is the Angus. town where the dad was from. Yeah, they're going to try to and, find and, it and see if it's still, like, there. Yeah. And, like, at, at this point, they notice they're, like, they're flying up. They're like, wow, this lake didn't used to be here before. And Ryu's like, oh, it's a blast crater. That's not important, you see. I'm just saying that because I want to exposit yeah <laughs> um so at this point the the pilots are like we're getting a little worried about the other two that went off like let's go back to check on them and like see if they're doing okay yeah so they turn around and this is like when amuro is like trying to get into gundam and like to come out to do like to finish this sneak attack plans but like and so they're like, oh, no, they, they noticed us, except they didn't. Um, but 
they're, they're just trying to like see if the mom and kid are okay. Yeah. But, uh, it's, it's just, ah, oh, it's, 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 it, it does a really good job. Like what they're trying to show here. Yeah. And like, we keep cutting to the, the two, the two Xeon guys. And like one of them is like, yeah, I mean, we gotta help them. Right. Like we gotta make sure mm-hmm. that the woman's okay. Like we have family back home. Like, yeah. Char doesn't quite get it. He doesn't have a family, you know. Quite. Yeah, like, like they, 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 they will understand the troubles of family men like us. Yeah. Um. So, like, they're still, they sneak out the Gundam, and then Amuro sees them flying back, and he's like, uh-oh, like, they're going towards the refugees. I'm going to go check them out. And everyone's like, don't do that, Amuro. And he's like, I'm going to do it. Um, and he does, and then he sees, like, oh, it, like, and, and we get a very, very tense shot. Of like the Xeon um, escort ship flying over, and they drop something that looks like a giant grenade, and you're like, "Oh my god, are they gonna kill him?" But then a parachute pops out, and like you see supplies pour out of it, and it's like, like I, it's such a good part. Oh my god, I love this show so much. It's very good, and it's very like, it very like humanizes like both sides of the war, you know, and it's like, right, hey, like you're just fighting other people, and like. Even at like some point, like yeah, no matter who wins or loses, there'll be more widows. Yeah, and like it's that like sucks. <laughs> yeah, it's oof. It's yeah, so it's rough. It's rough, and they start flying back, and Amara like sneaks behind a rock, but then like as they fly away, the sun glints off of Gundam's eye, and they see the glint, and they start turning around. And Amaro is basically forced to shoot them down. Yeah, he's um, like, "Oh, they, please they do don't survive. look at me!" But like, they do, and he's like, "Fuck, guess I gotta." Mm-hmm. Guess I'll kill. Commit a crime? No, but <laughs> he he shoots them down, but like they crash into the lake and they survive. Yes. Which is like, I would be, I would be like, and again, it would be just as effective of a commentary if Amaro were to shoot them and like have them killed. But, like, I'm glad that they're alive. I'm glad that well. they didn't. Like, I was very, like, I was like, oh, my God, he's going to kill them. But they, like, didn't. Yeah. No, I was God. like, oh. I'm, yeah, I'm it's, lost, so I'm I'm glad they didn't. Yeah. Um, but, like, the, the cease of radio communication from, uh, the ship was called Big John, by the way. The little, like, shuttle ship. The refugee ship. Or the, the Xeon Escort, rather. And the season communication is like, okay, they're not communicating. Let's 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 attack. Um, and you know, Zeon sends out their tanks. They send out their like fire squadrons and the teens. We see them mobilize gun tank and a new friend. A new Gundam is here called Gun Cannon. I got confused in the middle of it. I was like, wait, I thought Gun Cannon had tracks, but no, that's Gun Tank. Gun Tank is the one with treads, tracks, treads. Yes. Uh, Gun Cannon yeah. is like this little red guy. It's a little red Gundam. He's got some like big old cannons on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. Hence, Gun he's just, Cannon. He's just red Gundam. It's Gun Cannon. We love Gun Cannon. Everyone's favorite character. 
with everyone's least favorite character piloting it. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I at this point, I did feel a little bad for Kai because he's, like, crying. He's freaking out. He's like, oh, my God, there's, like, enemies all around me. Like, I'm going to die. Yeah, I was like, wow, big mood. I, like, would also be crying. That, that, that's the thing, too. It's like, there's these so many, like, a lot of these characters, like, I really don't like. But then you see them get put in these impossible situations. And you're like, oh, God, I empathize with you because I have to. Because it's like, no one should have to go through this. War is bad. Oh, you know, why war? You know, it's not good. Not good. Thumbs down. Thumbs down. Uh, but he is like, wow, this is very strong. And I am, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm still making them go down. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, and then like at, at this point, Char realizes they're like, no, they definitely did hide something in that refugee ship. And, like, at that very moment, they're like, oh, sir, Gundam's behind enemy lines. Yup. And he's like, oh, this- guess I'm right. <laughs> guess I'm right. Get in, Garma. I love that the whole time Char is, like, trying to help Garma as little as possible. Just be like, uh, yeah, I love you, my my, my loving boyfriend, Garma. But, like, I want to see you get knocked down a pig. Yeah. It was also, like, very, like, uh, I don't want to hurt his pride. He's such a, like, baby about his pride. <laughs> And it, yeah, he wants to impress his sister all the time. Yeah, I was like, damn. Is, I wonder if this means anything. Hmm. <laughs> wonder, probably not. I wonder if his sister's going to be important later because of how much she's talked about. She's mentioned like every five minutes is very funny for a character we haven't met yet. But I know that we, you know, we have to at some point. What if we just never meet her? That'd what if we so always funny. get mentions of her? That'd be so funny. <laughs> Uh, like, I get the, the season finale. It's like, damn, Kaisili won't be happy about this. <laughs> uh, um, let's see. So, yeah. So, Amuro is, like, joining the fight. We see a cool scene of Mirai piloting White Base. And she's just, like, slightly moving it out of the way. So, like, Zeons basically ends up shooting their own units as she's, like, dodging in this gigantic, like, spaceship. It's pretty sick. I like Mirai. Mirai is awesome. She's a good... She hasn't really, like, done stuff yet. She hasn't, like, had character moments, but she's just, like, a very competent pilot. I, like, want to see her more, you know? Like, I want to see more character moments. Because I'm like, damn, she's cool. But, like, she just feels, like, I don't know. I like that. I I do like that all the women in the show are very competent. Yeah, me too. And it's, like, it's, like, the sort of changes. I mean, like, you know, not to be gender binary or anything, but it's, like, I like that the women in the show are the competent ones. And, like, a lot of the men are, like... The ones who are, like, always in distress. Yes. That is interesting. Especially for, like, a show from the 80s. Um, from so far. Yeah, from so long ago. I. It's just an interesting dynamic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also wonder. It's, especially because it was, like, before the time of, like, fucking... Uh, you know, it's it was before the time of like the this there's like this thing of like super competent women and like certain writing now that's like a lot more common that's actually like annoying because it's like oh they're not like characters but like this is right. before that became they're, they're like too perfect yeah yeah this is like before that became like a thing and also mm-hmm. they're like very much like they still are like they still like make mistakes and they're still like you know like uh, we see a lot of like Frau Bo like waving and like 
accidentally mm-hmm. almost revealing Amaro's position yeah. and stuff like that. Like, there's still, like, people, which is mm-hmm. nice. They're, they're, yeah, they're written in a very human way, which I just really, really appreciate. Yeah, I like that they're very human, I, even if they're, like, competent. Um, but I'm, I'm thinking this show is pretty good. I think it's pretty good. Uh, I think it's pretty cool to see the shield being used as a weapon. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Amaro just goes full Captain America and is just, like, throwing his shield and it's like just annihilating units with it. And the beep saber comes out. Yeah. Groovy I love music the time. Saber. I wrote groovy music yes. time. <laughs> groovy music time. Um, Kai shows back up during this fight to like help Amuro fight off the remaining Zakus. And he pushes someone um, down a cliff. <laughs> yeah. He's like, damn, at like, least I could do this. Yeah, right. Um, Garma is shook. Garma's like, oh god, oh fuck, oh no, my Z-Gon, my Zaku, ah, beans. Ah, dang it. Oh no, they're too good, oh no. (sighs) Oh no, there's two of them, oh no, kind of three. Two of of them? (laughs) Garma just looks and says, two of them. (laughs) Um, So, but like, we we, we cut through during this battle to see the the woman and the kid, and she's bandaging the two Zeon soldiers, and like, you know, giving them aid and stuff. Yes. And she's like, well, whoever wins, like you mentioned it before, but she's like, whoever wins, it'll mean that we'll see more widows like me. Yeah, um, I said it too early, but yeah, I, I just thought it was like a good line. So it is. Um, and it's true. And and it's, to, like, it's very like war is hell, but it's good. Yeah. And like, and yeah, and, and, and it, the episode sort of ends with the Zeon soldiers telling the mom and the kid, they're like, yeah, this crater, this is St. Anjus, like you should go back to the lake with the other refugees. And she just cries. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. This show. Yeah. It's good. And it hurts. It's, it's. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's effective. Kind of hurts. Third episode kind of hurts in a different way. I'm sorry. More. I'm starting to think this show isn't about a cool robot. I'm thinking this show is not about a cool robot. Uh, I think this show might be a character drama and also mm. a uh, maybe a anti-war show. Maybe. Yeah, may- mayhaps, mayhaps a social commentary we are watching. Maybe, slightly. Uh, you want to hit us with that next episode title? It's called Fly Gundam. Fly, comma, Gundam? Yes. Um, and once again, white base hanging out, flying over a ruined city. Um, and there's still refugees and, in there. I didn't really register that only like nine of them or ten of them or whatever the fuck landed. There's still like people in. Yeah, like, they weren't able to get like everyone on the ship. Yeah, it was only like the crazy <laughs> old people that left. Because they had <laughs> Gundam was taking up way too much room. They couldn't bring anyone else. <laughs> it's like, whatever, we'll just take the people that were protesting, I guess. Whatever, fuck it. Yeah, get, get them out of their hair for now. Um, yeah. But yeah. So F- Frau is like trying to get Amaro, um, and he's just like, "This, this is real Amaro sad hours. This is real sad boy hours." Um, and he's like, "I haven't had a decent night's sleep since leaving side seven. Uh, and I was like, "This is when I was like, um, is that why you fell asleep in the core fighter? Because I'm dumb and I didn't think about the the G's that knocked him out. I was like, um, did he just like fly?" Like, I literally thought that when I was taking these notes. Because I'm stupid, but whatever. Uh, 
she she tells him to stop biting his nails. Yeah. Um. It's like same dude. Do I? He bites his he bites his thumb at her. Uh, like that ah! rude. Ha ha. Amro is classically trained. <laughs> but yeah, um, Amro can't sleep because he has trauma. Um, yeah. And she, she's like, do you want to talk to Salo about it? She's a medical student. And I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I, I don't know if a medical student will help him with trauma. I gotta say. Yeah, right. Yeah. Adults are dead. Um, Time for battle deeds. <laughs> <laughs> um... But and then at this point, Amuro says, "We're all just a decoy for the Federation as they develop newer weapons. It's like we're just we're just here to distract Zeon so the Federation can like do real behind the scenes work. Like we're just expendable pawns." Yeah, and Frau's like not sure where he's getting this from, and I wasn't either. I was like, "Is he? What's he? What?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just like saying shit, but yeah, he's I want maybe slightly yeah. not off. He's not as off as maybe. There may be some truth to what yeah. he says. Only time will tell. But we finally get a transmission from headquarters. Um, they don't really do much radio because, like, Zeon's probably listening. So they get just, like, a printout of orders telling them to head for the sea. Nobody's happy with this. Everyone's just like, I want to go to Earth. Oh, my God. I need to go to GameStop. I need to sell my used games. <laughs> I need to go we to GameStop. don't have GameStop in space. I need to get Animal Crossing. I need to buy Kingdoms of Amalur for the Xbox 360. They don't have that inside 7. <laughs> I don't even know what the um, fuck that is. Oh my god, I'll, I'll send you an article on it. It's a game that bankrupted the entire state of Rhode Island. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's also a very good game, is the thing. Um... Okay. So, let's see. Yeah. We get real Kai shithead hours, because, like, after this, Frau goes to the kitchen to check on everyone's meals. And he's like, um, and why am I not being a getting... dick to the chef. Yeah, he's like, sorry. Uh, he's like, why am I not getting enough portions? Like, Ryu and Amaro. And they're like, uh, because Ryu and Amaro are, like, soldiers now? They're being... They're the ones doing all the fighting? They're being treated like it, and Kai's like, fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, I'm fighting. You go in the gun cannon one time and you get a big head about it. Uh, um, but the kids steal a tomato? I wrote that. Yeah, the, 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 the kids all go in and steal tomatoes and Kika gives uh, she gives Amuro a, a, a cheeky tomato for him to eat for later. Um, we're in the We're in the cafeteria now and like Amuro sees an old guy steal a bit of food from a young kid's plate. Yeah, and he's. Uh, I didn't like to see that, but um, Amuro like offers up his food, and Frau's like, "No, dude, you gotta eat that." Mm-hmm. And Amuro's like, "Then I don't want to eat here." <laughs> yeah, he's like, I mean, it's, it's, it's. I'm thankfully not having a rough, like, a hard time understanding where Amuro's coming from. Like, I'm not like. You know, oh, Amro's just being whiny and he should suck it up. It's like, no, this kid clearly is, like, going through serious trauma right now. And, like, no one can help him. No one's, like, qualified to help him about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, uh... I, I, like, really felt for him, which I, yeah. 
I, w- I was worried I wouldn't. Like, I was like, oh man, fight later. Uh, but um, Garma continues to talk about his family and looks hella fashionable. That's my next note. He just looks cool. He's wearing like a purple and yellow suit. Um, mm-hmm. He's like in his like his own special like flight suit. And uh, they notice like uh, so Amaro because he was in like a bad mood doesn't want to like fly out in Gundam or anything. So um, what was it? Ryu and Hayato are out. They're like. They have core fighters, they're flying around, yeah, and Char and Garma are like, why are they out? They must have some kind of weakness, that's why they're checking out how our movements are. I was like, how do you know this, Char? Yeah, like, Char is smart, it's like, Char clearly knows all this stuff, but he just doesn't want to tell Garma because he just is, like, rude. (laughs) He's so fucking rude. He's very rude. Um, but... I'm rude now. Um... I'm rude now. They and, and he so they're flying around the core fighters, right? They see a big Xeon ship. I don't remember the name of it, um, but it's like this like big purple looking thing. It looks like the space pirate ships from Metroid Zero Mission. Um, Is that Kra or Char- something? Uh, maybe, maybe or Ka. I know that, that the yeah, I know that the small ones they sent out are, are Dops. Yes, um, stops. A lot of fun names Zeon has. I like their naming conventions, or lack thereof. Um, but, like, basically, um, they they notice that, like, they don't have Gundam out. Yeah. And and Garma, Garma's, like, personally going to fly out to, like, take down the fighters. But, like, this basically starts a whole other conflict. Between, I think I like skipped around a little bit, but you like, yeah, because this is this is before they like notice that Gundam's not there. I think when he flies out, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Here's what happened. Yeah, yeah. So, so Garma Garma sees the the two core fighters. Garma flies out with his squadron, and like the squadron being mobilized is like, okay, we got to recall the core fighters. We got to get everyone out on the field ready to fight Zeon for like the. 20th time today. Um, and they're like, but they only, as hell, but, uh, yeah, they only are like, they, they start to mobilize gun cannon and gun tank, but they don't have Gundam up because Amaro is just like going through it. He's like, fuck no, I can't do this right now. And Frau tries to talk to him and is like, Hey, if you didn't fight, I would have been dead. Like so long ago. Uh, so go out there and fight. And he's like, no, Fuck you. Uh, yeah. So Bright talks to him. Oh god, my favorite character. <laughs> my, my favorite character calls Amaro, you are no better than an insect. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. Okay. Uh-oh. Um, I thought you'd be able to surpass Char, but you can't. You're a bug. Guess You're I was not wrong, a man. User. Fuck you. I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. I'm your dad now. I'm your dad now. He kind of is, though. <laughs> he kind of is. Um, is this when he starts like hitting him? Yeah. Yeah, he just starts like wailing on. Well, not wailing. He's, he's like smacking Amro a couple of times. Bright's like, trying, trying to snap him. Out yeah, of it, trying to snap him out of it. Like th- this is when I'm being tested in my love of Bright. I was like, oh, maybe don't hit the boy. 
like maybe maybe don't do it this way. You can just use your words, I think. You don't need a hit. Don't do a hit. Don't do it. But I also uh, I was like, man, I'm much more conflicted about this hitting than him hitting Kai. Uh, right. Yeah, because Kai, Kai just needs to like Kai is just like being an unequivocal asshole. This is like Amro who's like they like both sides have points in this argument. Yeah, and I didn't love that he was just like, you're not a man, fuck you. Everyone's like, yeah. Amuro, you're not a man. And Frau says it later, too. And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> right, yeah. So so during this argument, we cut over, and this is when Char notices that like, they haven't deployed the gun, or Garmin notices they haven't deployed Gundam yet. And they're like, oh, they must not be able to deploy it right now, so we're just going to like go ham on white base because they don't have like their best unit to protect it. Yeah, um, and they do, they like all aim for like one side of white base and uh they're like we gotta get Gundam out. You you know, mm-hmm. Gundam's gotta protect white base. They're like gun cannon, gun tank aren't doing enough. Uh mm-hmm. we need our best our best robot, best pilot. <laughs> uh but Amaro's still like kinda reluctant. Uh you know, rightfully so, but... Um, rightfully so. So Frau's like, wow, I hate people who don't take pride in what they do. So I'm gonna pilot Gundam if you don't do it. Yeah, she's like, is there is there an owner's manual there? And Amro's like, uh, yeah. And she's like, alright, cool, see ya, bye, I'm gonna do this myself. He's like, fuck no! <laughs> Hell no you aren't! Yeah, th- this is like the only thing that's able to snap him out of this and like get him to like actually just f- start fighting. And, uh, yeah, he has, he gets in Gundam, and he's like, time to try a new tactic. Time to pull this out of my sleeve. Uh, and he's shown in jumps. Gundam puts on his Air Jordans. He's shown in jumps! And he's shown in jumps, and Ah. you might call it, because he uses, like, some... So, he has, like, thrusters, and, like, good jumping, and they, like... He does, like, aerial combat with, like... It's really cool. Yeah, with like something that's kind of supposed to be either grounded or in space. Mm-hmm. It could just fucking jump high enough to like buck them up and it rules. And it's so sick. Right's like, wow, even when he was sulking, he was thinking about how to fight. Damn. Right, yeah. He put on he put on his air Jordans. He's gonna start dunking on Zeon. Um uh, and and like there's he, no he's, rule he's against, so funny. There's no rule against a robot playing basketball. <laughs> All his life. Um he's like just jumping up and like point Blake rocket launcher firing at like the Xeon <laughs> yeah. airships. It's very it's like not efficient, but it's very funny. It's very funny. And very fun. It's just like kind of a yeah. fun battle, honestly. And like yeah. he just Fucking gets out yeah, his it's sword. It's cool. He, like, he, Garma goes up against him finally, and, like, he cuts off part of Garma's wing and, like, damages him. He doesn't, he's not, like, wounded Garma, but, like, his ship is, like, not doing so hot. So he's like, all right, I'm going to lure Amaro back to the Gao so it can just, like, get completely owned. The cow, because it's fucking large. No, that's not even a j- good joke. I was trying to make... A comment about how I was having trouble figuring out what the ship's name was. Um, 
it, it's named after the little boy you get in Final Fantasy VI who learns who learns monster abilities in the Velt. Oh. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> so Garma is like trying to radio the Gao to like fire on Amuro, but Char had disabled the radio basically, so he wouldn't interfere. He's like, okay, I'm gonna play by your rules. It's very funny. I like Char so much. I thought the radio also wasn't working on Garbage. Yeah, it, it wasn't working, but Char's like, we're not going to fix this. We're just going to, like, let it be all nasty. And, like, like, like the plug was all rotted or, like, rusted or whatever. Um, but, yeah, Char's like, well, we're not going to fix this because we're not going to interfere with whatever hell Garma is doing. And, yeah, he could, like, see what was happening, but he's like, no, he'll be fine. It's fine. He'll be fine. They're going to have a spat. He deserves this. it. It's fine. He deserves it. Fuck um, him. If he dies, he so, dies. Like that's kind of what it felt like. Yeah, I right? was like, oh, <laughs> get a very dangerous lover spat. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, yeah. So Amaro is like, all right, I gotta leave. Like, I, I forget. Someone radios Amaro, telling him to like, don't go near that thing. And he's like, okay, bye. Um, yeah. And but, but then like, Garma and Char are like going at it. And Char's like, well, I didn't help you because you just told me to watch. I didn't want to hurt your pride. And Garma's like, you saw, like, you could have fired on him, but you didn't. And Char's like, well, I don't know. Are you experiencing botherations? <laughs> I want a picture of, like, the the face, the, like, shitty troll face on oh, Char. Oh, no, with, with Char's helmet on yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, no. Okay, I'm just going to, I should just post that without context in the Discord. Um... um so oh, no. I also want so <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm blanking. I wrote it another note about this, but it was like your fighting skills fucking No, that's about the Federation ship. Oh, so mm. yeah. Amuro was the person who talked to Amuro was like a Federation person. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Lieutenant Matilda's like, hey, go back, Amuro. So, but yeah, but yeah, so, yeah. Char, Char and Garma make up. They're still in love. They're still they're, in they're, love. Their, relation, their relationship is as strong as ever. Their relationship is stronger than before. It's bigger than before. It's bigger. <laughs> That's not even what I was trying to say. But it's bigger than before. Um, Um, They can now combine their robots into one mega robot. That's not true. That'd be. uh, You're talking about Tang and Topaguru and Lagon. Yeah, I was talking (laughs) Um, about Power Rangers actually, but okay. Oh yeah, which is I guess is also Voltron too, and Voltron, and a lot of other shows. A lot of robot shows out there. A lot of robot shows. Um. So yeah, like the Lieutenant Matilda of the Federation had radioed Amuro to tell him not to go near the Gao. So he comes back and the Federation is finally here. Um, like basically they're ready to pick up the rest of the refugees. And this lady, Lieutenant Matilda, she's like, okay, General Reville, who's I guess like the Federation leader, perhaps. Um, or like a leader at least. Yeah. She's like, all right, he says you can. we're going to take the refugees, but all of you battle teens, um, stay in white base. Keep on fighting. You're doing great. You're continue to be battle teens. And they're like, okay. They, they are not, like, they, oh, it sucks. Guess I'll die. Like, like th- this is like Amuro basically being right about being a decoy for the Federation. It's like, clearly, like, these 
dumb kids are able to put up a fight against Theon, so we're just going to have them keep on fighting for as long as they can. Which, like, they kind of already hinted that he was right before with, like, the whole, like, not giving them HQ help and, like, making right. them go to the uh, ocean or whatever. Yeah. Um, I guess HQ decided, I guess Federation HQ decided maybe we shouldn't risk the civilians. Maybe we should get them, even if, like, we're going to risk battle teens. But, yeah, there's, like, a lot of just, like, old, you know, adults have died. There's only kids and, like, old people left. So they're mm-hmm. going to have to fight, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. And this is all kids, because all the old people this were cranky and left. Yep. <laughs> um, but this episode ends in, like, a very deranged way. <laughs> we're, like... Matilda walks by and Amuro like gets a whiff of her perfume or whatever. And like the the narrator is like, this is Amuro's like first scent of a woman or something like that. It's like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. I like messaged you and I was like, hey, um, what's going on? <laughs> oh god, it's just it's the, uh, just a hint of fragrance. Um, and then, like, Frau is, like, jealous about this and, like, sticks her tongue out at Amro, and he's like, oh, and snap out of it. Oh. It's like, I oh, guess- I'm horny, oh no. <laughs> oh no, hormones! <sighs> oh no, I'm 15! Oh no, I'm going through puberty! During war! Ah. <laughs> when you're 15, you pilot a Gundam, you're gonna beat Zeon. As for all you Taylor Swift fans out there. Um, my friend who was, what, listened to the first episode of this had mentioned uh, Taylor Swift 15 uh, when he was listening song. to it. And, I, yeah, I was like, oh, well, Max would appreciate that because he's <laughs> and a I big, do. big T-Swift fan. Oh, I'm a Swifty. He's a Swifty. Swift's fine. I'm not like a Swifty, but she's fine. I like some I just of the think music. She's neat. Oh, I love all her music. Um, but we, I, you, you cannot get me started on Taylor Swift. <laughs> what if you um, had a Taylor Swift podcast? <sighs> I mean, I got fun point. I got Brooks and to talk about 1989, so my work here is done. True, true. Um, true. so those are episodes this week. That's episodes. Um, that's episodes and Morg. I have a special segment for you. Oh. Uh, yeah, I found I, I I found a fun article that we are going to sort of work through. Oh, um, I didn't know about this. I thought you were going to ask me about a robot again. Okay. Yeah, I faked you out. G- buckle up, because I searched, I just Googled the ideal robot. Oh. And I was linked to an article on informationweek.com called My Ideal Robot, 10 Must-Have Features. So... Basically, this article is. Are you gonna link me the article? Yeah, yeah, yeah I should. I should link the article. I don't, <laughs> I'm not gonna... I don't know. I will link it to you in in our chat. Okay. So basically, first, the the sort of byline of this article is: forget lasers, shape changing, and artificial intelligence. Robots should swim and dispense candy. <laughs> so this. This dude, Thomas Claiborne, who's the author of this article, he's just going about telling us what he thinks robots should become in the future. He knows what And how up. we can avoid, like, an iRobot Asimov's law-breaking nightmare. 
So what I would like to do with tonight, Morg, is sort of compare our beautiful RX-78 to Gundam to this man's ideal robot and see if we've hit the mark. Oh, my God. So, okay. In, in order to ensure that there's no potential machine uprising scenario, my robot will be designed as follows. Number one, it will be stupid. My robot will not be self-aware, devious, or conscience. It will be a drone. So, hmm. So, I don't know enough about, like, future Gundam, um, but I'm comparing Gundam to, uh, like, something else, like Evangelion, and Gundam definitely seems less... Yeah. Intelligent. I mean, part of it is because, uh, well... There's, you know, uh, yeah. It's about spoilers, but there's like a person in there. So, yeah, if a spoilers, that's his mom. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is. But well, here, here's the thing: Gundam has that AI computer where it can learn from combat. Yeah, but without yeah. anyone to pilot it, it's just a hunk of metal. Yeah, it's. And it doesn't. It, it follows orders perfectly. It doesn't fight back. So I think this this meets this guy's criteria. I think you're right. At least what he means by stupid. Right. Yeah. If, so okay. Even if it's a learning computer, it's still like kind of yeah. Right. It's not uh, like so, a. It's not like an iRobot, an AI kind of thing. Yeah. Um. So moving on to point two, it will be ugly. Nope. Male science fiction writers frequently propose robots in the form of attractive women. That's a wild sentence right there. I mean, um, he's kind of right. He, At least old style. Right, yeah. They like um, to name, I mean, there's a reason they name like ships and shit after women too. Uh, right. But but if, if you say that Gundam is ugly, I will annihilate That's it. why I said nope immediately. Yep, yeah, nope, it is not ugly. Like, that. I... It's not. It's beautiful. I, it's I sleek was, and timeless. I was like, no, it's it's very well crafted and very like interesting. Like, I, I mean, I don't even think the Zaku are ugly, but I think they're more ugly than right. But yeah, it's, it's a high bar. Um, um, not ugly though. Yeah. Sorry. So... Sorry, Thomas. Oops. Uh. All right. Number three. <laughs> it will be. It will be light and rubbery. My robot will not be designed for heavy lifting. It will be light so it doesn't injure people when it collides with passersby. Uh, nope. Sorry, Thomas, but this robot is uh, very, very heavy and very, very hard. And very, very much made for uh, injuring people when it collides right. with them. Yeah. Uh, not not the safest robot, but, you know, it gets the job done. Maybe we can maybe we can win Thomas over later on in the article. It's probably safe inside, though. Um, it, that, that's why they are bolting it down inside um, Luna 2. Because they're like, we gotta keep it away from Thomas Claiborne, who will be mad that the robot's not soft. This robot must be soft. It must curl up to me and purr. Um, Thomas, <laughs> just get a cat, buddy. Just it, t- Thomas, <laughs> I think we have I think we have the thing for you. Uh, no, um, but a cat's uh, not ugly, so... Oops. Um, yes, no. So, another thing he says in that thing is like given the way that people walk around staring at their phones count on this happening sooner rather than later people be on their damn cell phones mm, hey uh thomas i'm reading this on my cell phone <laughs> yeah get owned thomas when was this article written in 2014 all right we're six years out man whatever i hope you're doing well thomas um so point number four it will be energy efficient because it's light it won't require a significant amount of energy to move around um yeah 
We have never once talked about, like, what they need to fuel the Gundam. Like, with Ava, there's the whole thing. you need It needs to be plugged in while it's fighting. But Gundam is, like, just doesn't... They never even talk about what Gundam fuel is. They do run out does. of energy for, like, their guns, though. So they're not, right. like... They run out of energy for the guns. But, like, the actual robot can still just, like, move and fight forever, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's probably Minofsky particles. It's probably Minofsky particles. So, so it's Thomas. I'm happy to tell you, it's so energy efficient that we don't even need to worry about refueling it at all. It will fly. Number five. Point number five. It will fly because it's light, energy efficient. It should be possible to design a robot so it can fly. Kinda. It jumps. It jumps real good. It does. It does like the original Superman of leaping tall buildings in a single bound. There you go. It can sort of fly. It's Superman. It can it can fly in space. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird how, like, I mean, I guess a rocket also doesn't fly in the atmosphere. It's, yeah, either, it's propelled. But... <sighs> yeah. I'm, I, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure, like, Gundams later on will just be able to fly. Half of them... There's a Gundam that has literal angel wings, so, like... Yeah, that'd be fucking wild if it didn't. They uh... can fly. So, yeah, we'll give this half a point, let's say. <laughs> I read the next one. Oh yeah, no, read the next one for me, please. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it will have suction cups and tendrils. It will need Thomas. Suction... What the hell? It will need suction cups to remain anchored in the wind, and it'll need flexible tendrils to push buttons and pick things up. I Thomas, mean, it has fingers and hands. Yeah, I mean, what? Do you have tentacles too? Like you could press buttons and shit and hold on to shit. It's called hands, buddy. Thomas, are you a Lego man? It's called hands, buddy. Like, guess what? Are you Ed- <laughs> Thomas, are you Edward Forty Hands? I... So, yeah. Uh, the, the Gundam can grab things and hold on to things and be anchored. Uh, but it doesn't have tentacles, so half a point, maybe. Half a point? Yeah, I guess. I don't, I don't like Thomas. He's fucking horny for this robot. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay, um, number seven. It will dispense candy. My or- my airborne octopus drone may alarm some people. It can set them at ease by handing out sweets. I will... Okay. You could fill the cockpit with candy. Yeah. And then do what, like, we see the Xeon soldiers do in episode one, where they, like, sort of have... They walk out onto the hand of their robot. So I think this is also worth half a point, because if you... You can be the middleman. You can have candy in the cockpit, and then, like, use you know, have the robot grab the candy from the cockpit and hand them out to everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I think it counts. Throw some candy around. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah. Also, like, (sighs) dispense candy just made me think it, like, squirts out candy instead of handing them out. Like a candy gun. Well, even so, we can modify the rocket launcher. For Gundam, yes, it would be a candy gun, but he's talking about a fucking octopus. Yeah, I don't know what the hell this guy's So I was like, hmm, not good. I think half a point, just because we're still trying to please Thomas. Sure, sure. Uh, What's next? It will swim. Eight. Um... Gundam can swim. Yeah. They they, they mention... um, I didn't see it swim, but I believe you. (laughs) They, they, no, they they tell Amuro before Amuro runs off for the refugees. They tell Amuro to hide in the lake. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah yeah yeah! So yeah, it can swim. I mean, maybe maybe it can't like. F- well, here's the thing: 
water is more like you get buoyancy in water. So even if it can't swim, swim, it has those thrusters that can probably propel it through the water in a way that is similar to swimming. Yeah. So I think this counts. I think so too. All right. Uh, next up, point number nine. It will be amusing. Yep. Uh, my not very bright robot won't be good for complex tasks. It will sweep the floor like a Roomba, probably missing the same corner spots. Uh, yada yada yada. Yeah, this robot is very amusing. It's very cool. I look at it and say, "Say wow, cool robot." It has a sword. It's it's very it it brings me joy. Yeah. Why don't we give the octopus robot a sword or eight of them? Yeah, eight of them. Eight 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 beam swords. Why not? What could possibly go wrong? Um, I think Gundam's amusing. You can use it for entertainment purposes. Yeah, sure. You could, like, juggle in it and shit. Oh, I bet it could juggle real good. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah, no, I say we pass this criterion. Yeah, yeah. And and what is our final point, Morg? It will be loud and bright. Um, um I think it passes huh. that with flying colors. Flying, flying colors. It is white with red, blue, and yellow accents. Like, you look at this and you have to put sunglasses on. They literally have a plot point in one episode where it's too shiny and it fucking it's reveals where it is. Yeah. That's literally um. <laughs> plot point. <laughs> and also it's loud because it's a fucking war robot, so it's gonna make explosions and shit. I'm shocked they didn't notice the robot in enemy territory beforehand. How did they miss <laughs> this fucking giant ass white ass robot? They just missed it. Right. It, yeah. Huh. So if, I, if I've if i done my math right, we are at 6.5 points out of 10. That's passable. That's, that's passable. Yeah. So I think the takeaway here, Thomas, is that maybe you want a nasty floating octopus, but why not a Gundam? What if we give you a Gundam instead? Actually, I'd be a little nervous about giving Thomas a Gundam. Right. Someone writing for like a tech magazine, I don't think that they deserve to have a robot that can kill. Yeah, but like, they're more likely to get one, which sucks. Yeah, hmm. Don't like... Societal pressure. That's not the word I'm thinking of. I just constantly keep thinking about like, if Elon Musk gets a robot, we're gonna fucking die. (sighs) All the time. Well, on that note... So, fun stuff. I'm sorry. (laughs) Um, um, what if he named his child Gundam instead? There you go. Okay. I made it. Um, there we, yeah, we, we got there. Um, so one last question for you, Morg. What is your robot of the week? My robot of the week is the Thundersaurus Megazord from Power Rangers, uh, Dino Thunder. Uh, it is the main Megazord and it uh unlike other megazords that like get upgrades it kind of just gets like its arms replaced when different it gets different things uh dino thunder was the first power rangers i saw all the way through so i figured i would start with that one pretty or i guess yeah there you go i like the arm that's just like a triceratops head it's like omnimon it just has two heads for hands yeah it sure does it has like a tail for one hand and a head for another oh yeah, that's a pay. I'm going to give this a certified Wow Cool Robot rating. Hell yeah. Um, Dinosaurs? Robots? What could go wrong? God, but two of my favorite things. 
Now you just um, need, like an insect fucking Power Rangers. Oh god, yes. Well, I mean that's just common writer. Oh damn. <laughs> we got there. We did it. We we've created media. Damn. Um Hey, speaking of creating media, Morg, where can we find you on the internet? Hey, uh you can find me at Haunting the Morg. That's Haunting the M O R G on Twitter. Uh there you will see my pinned tweet. Uh where I also have Sonic Shuffle pinned there, my other podcast, where is a random and holistic look at the Sonic lore, and I'm pretty much just being told about this fucking weird lore for this fucking hedgehog, and it's weird. Good stuff. Out of the edge. Sun the hedge. Damn. You know it. <laughs> uh, and I am uh, on Twitter and Tumblr. I, I'm not really on Tumblr much anymore, but I'm on Twitter and most everywhere else at Maxi Bajillion. And you can find my other podcast, Pod of Greed, which is a Yu Gi Oh podcast, um, at Twitter. Uh, that is twitter.com slash Pod of Greedcast or Pod of Greed.tumblr.com. And we would like to also thank our. Um, friends, and maybe when this episode goes up, network, question mark, noisespace.xyz, um, made by our good friend Matt. Um, go to that website to check out a ton of other great podcasts by our friends. It's a good time. 2020, year of the podcast. Year of the fucking podcast, baby. Started both my podcasts. Gonna fucking keep going. It's it like at this point we are all liches and podcasts are our like phylactery. So I stumbled over that last sentence, but we got there. So please listen to this in order to make Max and I live forever. Yeah, I ugh. <laughs> raise your hands like Goku. Lend me your energy. Um, <laughs> and finally, as we close out this long, long night of recording, um, as we always say, war is bad. Wow, cool robot. <laughs>